Hi everyone, welcome to the AI of Mankind show, where I share anything interesting about mankind. I'm your host for this season. My name is Andrew Liu. I've worked across four continents and 12 international cities. Also, I've worked in tech startups across a range of roles from selling products, making customer happy, figuring out fundraising, making finance tick, building teams, and developing sticky products. Apart from building startups, I've also worked in Fortune 500 companies as a chief data scientist or technologist or people leader. You can call me jack of all trades or master of learning. I hope to make this podcast show a great learning experience for us. In each season, there is a series of interesting things where I invite guests to share their views about their life and interests. Now let the show begin. In part three, we embark on an engaging exploration of the digital transformation journey. Andrew Liu and Sharon Gupta unveiled the secrets to unlocking passion, purpose, and clarity, empowering you with actionable insights to drive meaningful change in your organization. If you haven't had the chance to listen to that episode yet, I highly recommend catching up on those valuable discussions. Now, as we transition into part four, get ready to uncover the keys to innovation and success in the digital age with Sharad Gupta. This thought-provoking episode takes us even deeper into the ever-evolving landscape of driving change and staying ahead in today's fast-paced world. Sharad shares his invaluable insights on embracing failure, fostering a culture of learning, and the transformative power of decentralized decision-making. Discover why being the best in your field trumps chasing new careers and explore the fascinating possibilities of Web 3.0 and cryptocurrencies. Sharad's wisdom will inspire you to think differently about your career and the future of technology. We'll explore encouraging leaders to embrace learning and experimentation, fostering a culture of innovation, and reimagining performance management. We'll touch upon the book Bitcoin Standard and its profound insights into the future of Web 3.0 and decentralized decision-making. Essential software applications like HubSpot and similar web will be highlighted, emphasizing the importance of curiosity, boldness, and humility in pursuing a successful career in the digital space. So don't miss out on this enlightening conversation that challenges your thinking and ignites your imagination. Tune in now and join us as we unlock the keys to innovation and success with Sharad Gupta. Prepare to be captivated and inspired to embrace the endless possibilities that lie ahead in the digital world. So the interesting problem is how do we encourage leaders to say it's okay to feel like I say, take this project, learn along the way. Even if you feel I recognize to at least you try applying machine learning to this problem, we might not get a like a 70% accuracy or 80% robustness, but Oh, we learned that, oh, there's a need to detect this uh, fraudulent pattern. We just do not know how to accurately diagnostic. What's your view on that, Michelle? And I think it ties on to the business objective. Just add people's API in business objective. How did you improve your business process, right? And what is the actual reward people for 20, 30, 40% of their time in doing those initiatives and bringing real change? Even if it is fair, then having the failure come most of the time because you are doing it for the heck of it. If it is a general, genuine problem, your failure won't come. Either you don't get the support or you don't get the technology right. At least you would experiment and you would learn. And that's one aspect of it. The other aspect which I believe is also the performance management within our organization, the way it is done today. 
Cool. Talking along that line, I always have this interesting question I always ask my guests on in terms of skill sets. So let's say, you know, in Singapore, there's this chicken rice hawker, right? And let's say his job is being automated by a, a vending machine. Like we can mm-hmm. now make pre-packaged chicken rice food, you know, I've seen on the blocks of uh, housing development block apartments or condos. Now, she would have two choices to go, like two career paths. One is to be a data scientist or coder or software engineer. That means using math or coding to solve a complex problems. Or the other way he could actually go into the extreme spectrum of doing soft skills, being a people manager, like being more nuanced. Like you say, the level three or level four AI, not, it's not even be able to do that. Where do you think this chicken rice hawker should go? And what are the considerations that you advise this chicken rice hawker? Interesting question. Very interesting question. And I met the guy yesterday when I was buying my... And he says, he doesn't say small chop. And the, and I asked him a nice question saying that, hey, what about the Lazada now? Why people are coming to you? And his point was, doesn't tell you why a particular vegetable is good and why it is... And they don't inform you when the freshest vegetable or fruit has come and come and collect. And I have my personal referral. I describe them that select this versus that. So the kind of personalization and the value add content add in your case, which you are giving a chicken rice hawker can do. Maybe he can talk about five different type of chicken rice, which are being on social media. Or on the WhatsApp and create his own group and to make people aware that these are the five ten things and he probably he can connect those five ten different vending machines or people who are doing it. So using technology to their advice to their advantage in the, the business which you are in is more important. And that's my view because not everybody should be data scientist. If you are a chicken rice hawker, you should be the number one chicken rice hawker. We should not be the, the millionaire worst data scientist. So I think that's my view on that. Why don't you be utilize technology and do be the best chicken rice hockey with the help of technology other than data scientists? That's my view. Of course, there, there is seven jobs which will get eliminated completely. Yes. And you don't have time to really adopt. Yes. But in general, that's a one for society. So in general, like, you will advise this chicken rice hawker to think out of the box. He doesn't need necessarily have to be a coder or AI engineer. He could basically use what he's good at to be like a Michelin five-star uh, chef, right? And then apply technology to increase his reach. And eventually he will survive instead of losing out to a vending machine. Yes, because no, the vending machine cannot tell you why a particular chicken rice is still and what are the five different chicken rice hawker which are making better rice than this machine? And what are the different ingredients? What are the health benefits? And talk more about it. 
Cool. That's fascinating. So let me ask you the next interesting question. What is your recent, most interesting or best book that you read about digital transformation and why? I think I mentioned about, so there is uh, multiple books, but I, I read one book about, about Bitcoin MOS and it's about, actually, it's not about digital transformation. It's more around Bitcoin and how Bitcoin and crypto is going to change the world. And that opened my eyes about web three revolutions and going to sell. The kind of, I think, people would have sparked around internet technology and how internet technology seen in 1994 or early 2000. The similar revolution is happening on that 3.0. And that book opened me, opened my eyes towards that. And I would highly recommend everybody, it's, it's a journalist, you need to be technology to read this. But it will open that how uh, even a Chinese hawker or a civilized hawker can think about and obtain chip in their day-to-day operation, even payments and things like that, and make a better chicken rice. So you mentioned about this book called Bitcoin Standard by Sir Amos. I'll put it on my uh, podcast page for all the audience. You can check it out. Coming back to that, you mentioned about this Bitcoin Standard. So in your view, that eventually crypto will be almost as a tradition as traditional asset classes like bonds, equities, and properties, right? What is your view on that? Yeah. Yeah. And so asset is one, but I think the decentralizing of finance or even the organization and at some point of time government. So decentralization of decision making is a whole theme and a big theme, I would say. And building trust around it will be a huge deal. Like why do we pay 2% to Visa? Is a big question, right? And why this is still taking tons of money to transfer money from here to U.S.? And those are just a minor thing, but even in COVID time, a lot of countries took so much of policy decisions and people who took those decisions are right or wrong and they are not even punished or, or they weren't for taking the right decisions. And all of those things can be better managed by these decentralized decision-making tools. I would not say decentralized finance only, but so it has a great future. Because a lot of our society's issues are... Uh, I believe uh, the bad decision making is, is coming because there is too much power to the people and if they are not national or they are self-interested, it's a big problem. And you can create a money in a thin air, right? And so those sort of issues, I think, will be solved. But it won't be a painful process because we're taking power from those who have power is not so easy. But eventually, I think the right essential to it. Cool. Okay, so that was very interesting thought. The audience of that definitely need to check out the book. Get your new thinking advice by Shonat. Now, let's go back to the next interesting question is, what is the number one software application that you need every day and why? Oh, I mean, different, different applications with different day of life and, and different software. I think HubSpot is definitely, I love Hub, HubSpot for its simplicity and, and usage. And anybody who is in B2B or B2C business will agree with me. So that's a fantastic tool to manage your sales operation. And then if you are doing, you are into web analytics and you are kind and low cost or no cost, I think is another good tool which I use. If you are into product management, AHA is a good tool which I use. And obviously if you are a data scientist, there are tons of tools and I won't go there. I would say multiple tools, yeah. 
and Excel continue to be my most loving application. Yes, that's definitely. I use Excel as well. That's uh, interesting. To those folks out there who are really keen to start a career in the digital space, to have such an adventurous life that you just narrate to us in the beginning, what is your top three tips for them to develop such a career? I think number, number one is be curious right. and don't think and be curious, be bold and be humble. So if you are continuously risk-taking, you are continuously learning and you are ready to, you are open-minded about learning from your mistakes or from others' mistakes and you are risk-taking, then, then you will grow. I think that's the key. Don't look for safe and easy path because the safety is never, is not there. Think about when I started with, I was a risk guy and quant and, and maybe strategy and doing marketing. And it's simply that I thought, I'm not going to die if I do marketing. Right? I lose this, I lose my job and I'll do something else. Yes. That's, I feel, is the right attitude. Yes, it's very easy and easy job. And being in self-doubt for a long period of time is not easy. But I would say that's only part. So it's to be curious, to be bold and be humble. And how do you like... And, and become all the risk-taking, isn't it? Yes. Tell us more about what goes into your mind when you decide to take risks. Like you decide to, okay, I'm going to take the punch. This is something I got to try. Or I got it covered. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I think it comes to the passion or idea. When you're passionate about things, you really don't think about this because then even using looks to be good, not trying something looks very odd. I think this thing happens when you are really passionate about something and then you are ready to do that, take that flight. And the pain and the joy of liver doesn't look that painful. Ingenium doesn't look that painful. So think about like the joy of winning or executing this idea uh, so that... Not in my case, when I, you know, chose to do marketing. Yes. I was very bored by doing the same stuff, risk taking, risk management and, and data science. And I just wanted to, you know, yeah, I want to run away from that. B, I want to do more creative stuff. So you know how digital marketing is done. And with the idea that at some point in time, I'll run my own business or I will help somebody to grow their business. And because it's a real skill. It's not sitting in front of a computer and analyzing the numbers. Although it has its own benefit. So I'm saying like I was very passionate about and curious to learn certain things. And then, then the part becomes very easy. And the learning journey becomes much more easier. That's what I would say. Then in interview, I was very passionate about, okay, fine, I'm more from business background, but how AI-driven product has to be built, how the useful product has to be built, how to solve real problems of people, not just sitting and then providing PPT and consulting advice. Because I was trusted in, by doing that thing in my own life. Right? So I, I realized, because then I found all this friend that I'm almost half useless. Because I give advice, and but I don't do stuff. You should have a mix of dissatisfaction and a mix of a burning desire to learn something because there is a way why you want to do it to be really able to do that. Cool. Let's put that into context at that time. So you mentioned about trying to do marketing, trying to use it in Lazada for Panda. And even then, I'm pretty sure that there is this pressure, right? The money is burning. 
is burning and then you know that, oh, it's going to work. But don't you ever thought about, wow, what happened if the money runs out and I couldn't get a job? Have you ever crossed that on your mind? I'm just curious. It crosses your mind, but even in the job, I go for the next job. People are going to ask me like, okay, you lost the job because money ran out in the company. But what you did is the thing which you can earn is not the salary. The thing is, which you can earn is the impact you created. For example, in, in our case, the burn rate was very high. We were acquiring customers $40-$50. At that time, when the order size was sweet, $10-$50. Yeah. And repeat were not uncertain. I analyzed the data. I started use my data science still over there. As a marketer, generally hardly any marketer would build any attribution model. I will that. And I found out ways to reduce the cost system. And that was my learning and value add. At that time, right? And because it was still infancy how to do attribution modeling. We only Google used to tell you that this is your cost per click. But what is the actual attribution was not known. But so I devised my way of utilizing my existing data science still and marry it with marketing and you be useful there. Then even if after that I lost my job or I do something, I would have something solid to tell and add value in the new organization. So Accident might happen, but you should get your drive. If you are, you say when you are, you are a bad driver and then an accident happened, then who is giving you the car to drive? But if you are, have been an accident driver, accident happened, none of your fault. I read that analogy about being a good driver, a good intent and accident happen. Like, so you can be driving a, a Formula F1 down the Grand Prix and start up and you have limited fuel and it's so fast, you got a win and it's, it's a skyrocketing pitch. And then that wheel and uh, 45 degrees off, you can get into an accident and, and it could be disastrous. But imagine if it happens, but because you earn that strike, you earn that story. And even after you recover from hospital, you can come back to another different race, right? It's a very interesting me of thinking about it. So interesting. We're coming to the end of the podcast. So last but not least, what is your request from those that is listening to this podcast? What is it that you want your audience to do? This only one advice. I'm uh, nowadays I'm very passionate about decentralized finance and and having having a leading an active sports life. Please spend more time outdoors. Please at stake a sport, be tennis or something. That that would be one. Get a life and we learn about digital technologies, especially DeFi or. More, not just Bitcoin, because a lot of time Bitcoin is more speculative shape people do, but what is the philosophy behind? Uh, understand the uh, bigger picture where the world is going in efficient technologies and develop a range of skills, not just one. That, that helps you in connecting the dot way much better than being just a narrow specialist. And I'm not degrading any specialism that's very much required, but in that I just prophesied in the front that you need to have a vertical product. So I'm not saying that, but even for building beautiful products, we need to be able to really connect the dot, which are away from your particular narrow domain. So I would say get a life, get a wider perspective, wider range of skill set, and learn to look beyond whatever today, learn to look what's going to come tomorrow or 10 years down the line, what are the technology, what are the changes happening? And the changes are not just in technology, it's in politics, changes in microeconomics, changes in 
from every way, right? So try to have that view. Cool. So it's more get a lime, get a wham, the wall, get a view, see what's going on in the world, like changes in technology, changes in how the world works. Oh, it was really nice to have uh, this wonderful composition. We have come to the end of part four with Sharat Gupta, and this is the end of the podcast series with Sharat Gupta. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon.